one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This episode is sponsored by R.W. Knutson Organic Just Tart Cherry Juice, a welcome addition to anyone's sleep routine. Pace Case, if you know me, and you do, mm-hmm. you know that I'm yep. working all hours of the day, all hours of the night. Mm-hmm. So the sleep that I do get has to be very good sleep. And I'm always looking for ways to up my sleep routine. Sometimes I'll read a book to go to sleep. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'll- I a bachelor. Uh, that book keeps me very awake. It's very engaging. That never puts me to sleep. Mm. I will sometimes just put down my cell phone after a long day of looking at a screen. It's nice to get some time away from the screen. I also will incorporate some R.W. Knutson Organic Just Tart Cherry Juice. It truly makes you go to sleep a little easier. It's the thing you need to help you drift off into the dreamland. Mm. As more and more people are looking to prioritize sleep, organic Just Tart Cherry is having a moment thanks to Tart Cherry's potential sleep-related benefits and potential to aid in muscle recovery when you get those gains like clues. We're seeing this in the viral sleepy girl mocktail trend on social media. R.W. Knutson has a whole lineup of natural juices with zero added sugar, so you can feel good about adding them to your wellness routine. It's all about celebrating those daily wins. Organic Just Tart Cherry Juice is made from tart cherries, which may help you get a better night's sleep because they have natural melatonin. R.W. Knudsen crushes only 100% real ingredients, so you can crush everything you do. Pick up a bottle at your local grocery store today. It's the Game of Roses. Welcome to the Game of Roses. This, this is, is the Game, game of Roses. Welcome to, to the Game, game of, Roses. of Roses. Almost paradise. Welcome to Game of Roses. This is Pace Case. This is Bachelor Clues, and it's Friday, so that means this is This Week in Bachelor Nation. We're going to give you all that Bachelor Nation news. We're going to give you all them parasocial plays. We're going to give you some of them screams from that pit. We're going to be the parasocial creatures of the week as well. But mm-hmm. before we get to any of that, of course, we have to say that whatever season you might be experiencing in your own life, we hope you are enjoying Gore Girl Summer. 
We love chatting with our latest gore girl, Elise Delbaum, in our Tuesday Welcome to the Pit. I loved, by the way, Elise's usage of a strategy of using song to make footage unusable, which I now have a, a term for. Would you like to hear it? Please. If you want to break up footage and make it unusable for producers, just simply perform a fur Elise. What is that? What does that mean? What? Yeah. What do you mean? You don't know Fur Elise? I don't know it. What is it? It's like one of the most famous piano songs. Oh. It's Beethoven. He's like. Oh, that song's called The Fur Elise? Didn't know that. That's perfect. Yes, it is perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I have a perfect mind. I have a perfect brain. Oh, I didn't realize. Yeah. But thank you, Elise, for coming on. Literally, like, such a fantastic interview. She's great. I can't wait for her podcast. And we have a wild lineup and some other special surprises, some experimental strategies of our own coming up this season. You're not going to want to miss them. Stay tuned. Gore Girl Summer has a lot of fuck it, I'm off contract energy. So much. You have no idea what's coming. A tidal wave of off-contract energy is going to wash over us all and change us. Get us ready for the next season of Bachelorette. I don't even know what's oh, going to happen. Yes. In the next couple of weeks, some of these interviews we have coming up are um, truly mind-blowing. We hope that you will enjoy them as much as we will. Yeah, we recorded one that's going to be in two weeks that is wild. Yeah. A bucket list interview. Many of these upcoming ones are all bucket listy. Yeah. But we hope you'll join us for those. And in the meantime, we have still available right now some Welcome to the Pit merch. We got 50 by 70 centimeter posters. That's 20 by 27 and a half inches. We got 21 by 30 centimeter prints. That's eight and a half by 12 inches. And we got <laughs> stickers that are three by four and a half inches. We don't do anything traditionally here. Nothing by the numbers. We uh... How many centimeters are the stickers? Clues? What if I am measuring in centimeters? How big is the sticker? That I don't know. You'll have to get uh -huh. on your computer to figure it out. But you just go to etsy.com slash shop slash Game of Roses and all that stuff is there. We hope you enjoy it. And that merch is only going to be there for a limited time. It's all going to be going away in two weeks, roughly, because we have some very exciting new things happening. We're very proud of the posters designed by Ella Tolkien. She also did our 4TRR shirt, if you'll remember. And if you like it, you can get it for a little while longer. And then what's coming up next, we think is going to blow you away. Everything is about to change. Speaking of Ella Tolkien, I finally met her, which we will discuss in the next segment. Game, game of, of Roses. Roses. State of the Game. This State of the Game is more of a State of the Gore game because something very special happened for Pace Case and I. We had our first officially sanctioned on the books book signing on Saturday at Skylight Bookstore in Los Feliz in Los Angeles. And it was an incredible experience. I didn't cry at all. Did you not? And 100% of the book signings up until that point had <laughs> okay so you're 50 50 you're one for two without tears yeah. it was really i mean we just can't thank everybody enough who came out 
We know that many of you did attend the now infamous Grove first attempt at a book signing where we were chased off by two different sets of security <laughs> guards and Sweet Nums was chasing us around. Three different. A debacle. But we can't thank everybody who appeared at that one and then also came out to this one. The turnout was insane. We had a line that was wrapped around the inside of the store for the better part of two hours. We were signing books and signing. Mm -hmm. People were bringing sauce to us. Someone brought us a little slab of clay that we had to sign our names in. I didn't even take a bathroom bake. I didn't either. Pace case can't pee. Pace case can't poop. Same. Badger Clues can't pee. Badger Clues can't poop. You did run off at one point. Well, I got sauce on my hand. Somebody handed me a <laughs> jar of Sundays with Joe's sauce and it was leaking. And I literally, my hand was like covered in sauce. So I had to go wash it off. <laughs> are you saying that the sauce is, the containers are, there's a problem with them? I'm not saying that the sauce is so acidic that it chews through glass, but maybe. <laughs> no, I don't think that was it. I think it was just like a faulty jar or whatever. <laughs> But we got to sign a lot of interesting things. We got to sign a t-shirt. We even got to sign a face. Do you remember that Pace case? The face signing? I mean, the face signing was one of the highlights of the podcast. <laughs> I mean, of the podcast. Good Lord. Of the book signing for me. I yeah. was not expecting it. I guess we did discuss like what we would be willing to sign. And I think I did say a face would be fine. Mm -hmm. um, but it's weird signing a face. I said, I'm not sure what this marker is. Someone just handed it to me and I don't know what's in it. And she said, I think it's fine. I'm a doctor. Mm -hmm. So so we signed a face. And I believe <laughs> that was in our, our Instagram stories. But... The whole experience was great. We got to meet a lot of people, obviously, hear different stories about how they first fell into the pit, what their first seasons of watching The Bachelor were, if they dragged friends into the pit. A lot of people came with partners and friends and all kinds of other people that they met because of The Bachelor or that their friendship blossomed as a result of being in the pit. And it was really mm -hmm. just a, a fantastic day all around. And we're hoping that we get to do this maybe in some other cities in the near future. I don't know what those cities would be or how near in the future that would be, but time will tell, I suppose. Yeah. Sound off in the comments uh, if you feel particularly strong about us coming to your city. I think it'll probably have to be one of the big ones, you know, the clout, the influence, etc. There was a couple that I talked to who had traveled from the north and rearranged their travel plans to come. There were people wearing their all of the different T-shirts, too. People were telling us how they got dragged into the pit. They told us their screams. There were some really good screams people told us. We signed one piece of clay, which was kind of like our Hollywood star, I would say. <laughs> some might argue. Yeah, I felt very much like that. Somewhere someone has a piece of clay with our signatures in it that is now probably dried and hardened, maybe even fired in a kiln. I don't know what the, the final result of that piece of clay was, but it was interesting. A couple of my friends made a performance which was akin to a limo exit uh, where they held their books and they kept raising them up in the air and then putting them down and chanting, Bachelor Clues, Pace Case, Bachelor Clues, Pace Case. One of my friends was definitely coerced into it and one of them was enthusiastic and I loved that dichotomy. <laughs> and we gave out roses to everybody who came, so... 
There were some little souvenirs that you got to take home from this event. I forgot. Someone took one home and put it in a Beauty and the Beast rounded glass (laughs) case. I died. A hermetically sealed tomb (laughs) for the rose for all time. We also got some surprise Kringles. Someone made a zine that they gave to us about different reality shows. We got some flowers. And we got a couple mugs. Your mug said chemistry play and my mug said tear play. And I'm going to drink from it every day. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. And we also had someone make some stickers. These stickers commemorated the Grove debacle. They said, <laughs> I survived the Grove. And it had little hand-drawn pictures of two security guard badges, like looking mean and... <laughs> It was so detailed. One of them was the Grove security and yeah. one of them was the, the farmer's market security and the, the book characters trapped in between. They were so cute. They brought them for us to give out to other people that we recognized who had been at the Grove signing too. But it's like, you know, when we're doing this, I'm just talking to you and I'm not even talking to you. I'm talking to you and my computer. It's like yeah. this sort of fake thing. and it And it feels like I'm just talking to you. Mm -hmm. I mean, we get comments and stuff and DMs and stuff, and that's great. But like getting to talk to these people in real life was amazing and beautiful. And everybody was so sweet. So for TRR, I just cannot thank you enough. And it like it definitely like reinvigorated me in my love of the pit. Gotta go deeper. Same. Exactly the same. I know that there is, especially in these past couple of years, really since we've been doing this podcast, the fourth audience, I think, has taken on a level of toxicity that is like not fun, not comfortable, not good. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I that can sometimes, I think, creep into my head about like my entire involvement with Bachelor. And then to have an event like this, where it was just top to bottom, so fucking good and fun and everybody was cool. It does the same thing for me. It makes me remember like, oh yeah, the the toxicity within the nation really is just kind of what shines through online. And I don't think that that's like really what it is. You know, I was reinvigorated too to be like, oh yeah, we all love this thing, The Bachelor, Mm -hmm. in a way that is fun and doesn't have to be fucking toxic or like weighed down by all the bad shit that's happening in Bachelor Nation on a weekly basis. It can still just be like a fun thing that everybody enjoys. That's what I kind of took out of it. Yeah. Game of Roses should be fun. That's a little summer house ref. Nice. Probably 0% of our audience. Oh, that was the other thing I wanted to discuss in our Game of Roses state of the game. These polls. Okay. We got some results. Grayson put out some polls because we were curious about, you know, what else people are watching who are Game of Roses listeners. What do you think was the show with the most crossover with our audience? Bachelorette. Well, that wasn't in the poll. <laughs> Bachelor in Paradise. Not in the poll. Bachelor Pad. Not a Bachelor show. <laughs> Bachelor Winter Games or Listen to Your Heart. Not a Bachelor show. Oh, it's got to be Love is Blind. 82% of the people who voted in this poll on Instagram also watch Love is Blind. We got 45% Selling Sunset, 33% Love Island UK, 19% Love Island USA, 20% Real Housewives of SLC. I like to think 
I caused that 20%. 17% Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. 9% Real Housewives of New Jersey. Hmm. 9% Real Housewives of Orange County. 43% The Circle US. Interesting. 11% Real Housewives of Potomac. 44% Too Hot to Handle. 12% Love Island, Australia. 21% Temptation Island. So the Netflix shows are coming out so strong with our audience. And I think it is like a number of factors, but mostly it's just, it's so easy to watch the Netflix shows. Everyone has Netflix. Well, Netflix is the biggest streaming platform by a huge margin. I mean, that's why these players are at such a disadvantage though. Which players? Bachelor. I don't know if that's true. I mean, network TV, you can, it's pretty easy to watch too at this point. And it's on Hulu and it's whatever. I don't think that that, I don't think Netflix is the reason that their Instagram numbers for this past season were so low. I think it contributes. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. I'm very curious to watch these Instagram numbers this next Bachelor season. But at any rate, we just wanted to say thanks to everybody for coming out. And thanks for everybody to participating in those polls. That may influence some future content coming from Game of Roses. Time will tell mm-hmm. on that one. But now, let's move on to the next portion of our program. This is... This Week in Games. As of today, April 7th, 2022, the games have slowed even more. We're almost at a standstill for everyone. With Susie Evans gaining 1K, she's at 407K total. Gabby Windy gaining 3K, 441K total. And Rachel Recchia gaining 2K, bringing her to 325K total. And the crown himself, Clayton Eckerd, gained 1K. He's at 307K total. I think this is essentially where we're going to see Clayton Eckerd and Susie Evans fall off. And then I think we will see Gabby and Rachel pick back up once it's closer to time to their season airing. And I think once we're in their season, we'll see exponential growth from them. I believe they will both hit a million. Oh, I do too. I think people will be so curious just about how they're going to structure the season. I think Mm -hmm. that'll bring some people in. I'm interested that I feel like they're leaking more Windeckia parasocial plays, like pictures of their dresses and stuff like that. And I'm curious about whether they keep escalating that in order to keep people interested in the offseason. Well, I mean, the things that are going to happen very soon in the offseason, we'll cover this in news, but obviously Paradise is coming back. The players who are going to be on Paradise are going to start to get announced. We already saw the guys get announced. So you really have Paradise players being announced to reinvigorate Bachelor Nation interests. And then you have the official kind of like trailers coming out for the different Bachelorettes. I don't know if they're each going to get their own promo trailer or if they're going to both be in one together. That's kind of something we'll be looking for, obviously. How are they going to present them? Because that's a a huge piece of any Bachelorette's run, any Crown's run is what is that promo? We remember the one with Clayton Eckerd was him and all the little dogs that I then relentlessly Uh, photoshopped into other weird shit. Here's what I'm picturing. We're on a plane, Pilot Pete style, like his promo where he's just in the aisle. Mm -hmm. We have Rachel Recchia. She's standing there in her pilot's getup. Then Gabby Wendy comes in. She's in a full cheerleader outfit. She does a spinning triple axle, whatever, around her and then they both throw a bunch of roses into the the people sitting in the seat this is what i think it should be it starts (laughs) with footage from the rose ceremony from hell 
Okay. It's Gabby, Wendy, and Rachel Reck. You're both standing there. And Clayton Eckerd's like, oh, I did fall in love with all three of you. And I was intimate with both of you. And right in that uh -huh. moment, they ascend. You see fire. There's It's hellish hellfires all around them. Uh -huh. But then in that moment, they ascend up through Out of the flames. kind of red clouds. Then they go through white clouds. And now they're in heaven. And they're bachelorettes standing at the pearly gates wearing crowns and it's a white limo pulls up with 30 guys that get out and they're like, we're ready to open the gates. Something like that. And the mansion is behind them in heaven, you know? They're in cocktail dresses scaling that really cool Icelandic building. <laughs> <laughs> Mission Impossible style. And they get to the top. Yeah, suction cups on their hands and their feet. <laughs> no, I do think they will absolutely call back the rose ceremony from hell. I think they, they've they started to do the promos a little bit more horror-like, and mm -hmm. I would like to see them lean into that and go, like, you know that very dramatic, like, movie trailer score that's like... Duh, 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 duh. And then, like, cut between, like, footage just like a quick pop of like a woman cry, one of them crying and then like a fire and just like these little little pops where you're not even sure what's happening in the season but you know it's gonna be crazy dramatic yeah i mean there's definitely gonna be a lot of tears in this one because you've got double lead i just i don't know i'm imagining scenarios where like guys are rejecting roses where you know, Gabby likes one player, but so does Rachel. And who does that guy choose? There's just going to be so much turmoil in this season. I can't imagine it not having pretty high ratings. Time will tell. Time will tell. But that wraps up this week in Gains. Now we're going to move on to that portion of our program in which we discuss all of those luscious tids. This is... Bachelor Nation News. First up in Bachelor Nation News, Paradise is back, baby. There has been some frivolous online speculation in the past few months that perhaps Bachelor in Paradise would not be coming back for an eighth season. We here at Gore maintain that these rumors were nothing more than baseless conjecture and our steadfast support of the all-star version of our beloved game has been rewarded with a tweet from the official BIP Twitter account on Thursday. A tweet was posted that read, It's the announcement you've been waiting for. Palm tree crab sun emojis. Hashtag Bachelor in Paradise is headed back to the beach for another season. A short video accompanied the caption that features waves gently rolling across the sand with text that corroborated the return of Paradise. No official premiere date was given, but we are excited nonetheless to witness the second attempts at gains of the failed players from Bachelor Season 26. Good luck to everyone who has already gotten their invites and to those who are still waiting. Very excited about this. Absolutely. I believe this may be one of the most insane seasons of Paradise of all time. Why is that? I'm not at liberty to say. Ooh. But rest assured... There's going to be a playbook for this paradise. Hi. What are you doing? <laughs> the look Pace Case just gave me. Eyebrows raised, head tilted down. Uh huh. Sometimes I like to do looks at you as if we are already doing right. video. 
and I know that we're not. <laughs> this is an audio podcast, but the look she just gave me was very humorous. Audio podcast. I got to remember that. I got it. Pace Case is now giving a humorous look. Can't wait to see the second Bachelor in Paradise season with a playbook. And to see who they bring to it. I, I mean, you know the usual casting practices of Paradise. It's just some of the more notable players from the most recent two or three seasons. Mm -hmm. But I think this season 26 of Bachelor, it was so unwatched. None of these players have Instagram gains. No one gives a fuck about them. I'm very curious to see if they try to augment the Paradise roster with some older players, mm -hmm. some real like fan favorites. Put Elise on sand. Right. Elise Delbaum has like more Instagram followers than probably anyone they would be inviting from season 26. Exactly. I mean, yeah. You know what they should do for the <laughs> Windekia promo music? The soundtrack to There Will Be Blood. I would like to see that. Oh, I thought you were gonna say Rachel Reckia. Rachel Reckia. Rachel, 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 Rachel Reckia. That'd be a great one. You have my permission, ABC, if you're listening. I hope I hear that song at Coachella. You can use that song without paying me anything. You can have it for free. Enjoy. At ABC, sound off in the comments. If you agree with this contract, <laughs> you can have this song. You have to say it's a bachelor who's original. Yeah, I just want a credit. That's all. Speaking of chaos on the sand, the goddess queen of Bachelor season 25 and Bachelor in Paradise season 7, Victoria Larson, is in the news this week for unleashing a torrent of anti-Bachelor sentiment. Larson, who was the recipient of season 25's worst villain edit and failed to generate any meaningful storylines on sand, captioned an Instagram story on Tuesday. Doing the show was probably the worst experience of my life, and I hate the producers truly. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what she means by this. Yeah. <laughs> However, I try and look with greater perspective. There are way more significant issues in the world, and mine are minuscule in comparison. Focus on my blessings always. One of my favorite things is when people recognize me and are purposefully rude to me because they think I'm an awful person. It's almost as great as the online trolls. Larson posted a second image of a response to her initial story in which someone DM'd her, you literally pulled a crown off a girl's head. Those were your actions. To which she replied, yeah, and I'm sure that was my idea. Ooh, implying that one of her most bombastic villain plays from season 25 might have been orchestrated by a producer. Larson went on to say in a separate slide that the reason she, in quotes, hates the producers is because they're, in quotes, manipulative and pick and choose storylines. She added, I anticipated being well received. So to get like the bullying messages and the hate mail and the death threats, I wasn't really prepared for that at all. 100%. It was shocking. I don't think my kindness really got to show through. And I really do have a good heart. I actually became friends with one of the new girls. We have come to know all too well that as GSJ so famously said, it depends on who you wind up being. And it seems Larson might have learned that lesson the hard way. Victoria, if you're listening and you want to tell your side of the story, we would love to have you as a guest here on Gore. Just reach out to us in the DMs <laughs> and you can tell everything you want to say. 
I thought when you said GSJ so famously said you were going to say, tastes like restaurant. It's like restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> I hate the producers. They manipulated me. They're frank and biting me. Well, it tastes like restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of bad edits. Next up in Bachelor Nation news, a huge congrats go out to Jenna Cooper. The owner and caretaker of Pearl the Pig married her fiancé, Carl Hudson, in a low-key ceremony after a year of engagement on April 4th. The couple eloped in New Orleans while they were there attending the NCAA basketball tournament. Talk about a slam dunk. See what I did there? (laughs) Oh, God. Are you okay? (laughs) I just thought it'd be funny if you read that. That's all. <laughs> Talk about a slam dunk. Talk about a, I'm trying to think of another basketball term. <laughs> Talk about going hard in the paint. Oh, nice. There you go. Yeah. I see what you did there. See what I did there? Yeah. Cooper and Hudson took their relationship public in January of 2020 and welcomed their daughter, Presley, to the family later that year. Cooper was the eighth place finisher in season 22, and she touched sand in season five of Bachelor in Paradise, where she got engaged to the mayor of Paradise, Jordan Kimball, before he called off the relationship due to completely false allegations that Cooper had a sugar daddy. Congrats to Jenna, her husband, and the entire Cooper family. It's always nice to see ex-players from our beloved game winding up with the loves of their lives, starting new families, and living their best lives. Speaking of living their best lives, the next item of Bachelor Nation news involves the all-time male Instagram goat, Tyler Cameron. He's in the news this week for the hurricane of rumors that the shirtless steak eater has become romantically involved (laughs) with none other than the X-Hills star Kristen Cavallari. The duo was seen getting very close at a photo shoot for Cavallari's clothing and jewelry brand Uncommon James on Monday. Cavallari and Cameron were photographed hugging and even kissing while on set, prompting many to believe there might be something to the rumors as Cavallari is currently in the midst of a divorce from her husband, NFL quarterback... Jay Cutler, and she said earlier this month that she is ready to start dating again. Feel the rain on your skin. No one else can feel it for you. Only you can let it in. Do you know this reference? I don't think so. That's the Hills theme song. Oh. <laughs> this wouldn't be Cavallari's first dip in the Bachelor pool as she dated country singer Chase Rice recently after her split from Cutler. We don't know what the status of Kryler or Camston, whichever you prefer, (laughs) might be. But our best guess is that these steamy moments were all staged for Cavallari's photo shoot and nothing more than marketing. I would not say that's our best guess. I was tricked. It's my best guess. It's not even a guess. It's just true. (laughs) It feels very much like Mike Johnson's appearance in Natasha Bessez's music video in Clues' humble opinion. Nonetheless, congrats to Kristen Cavallari on stirring up the Bachelor Nation rumor mill with one of the biggest players the game ever produced. Wait a minute. You don't think it's fake? You think that there's it's possibly real that they're dating? Well, 
I'm famously gullible, okay? This, mm. this week was horrible for me. I got tricked by a lot of the April Fool's jokes. I just, I feel like I have this belief in humanity and that people aren't lying to me, so I get tricked. But also, she dated, she was hooking up with, um, what's his face? Craig from Southern Charmond Summer House. Yeah, obviously, she's from reality television. That's her type, a white man with brown hair. Who's a reality star? Yeah. Well, her, I mean, her type is also NFL. Tyler Cameron does check both boxes. He's reality star and almost NFL. I mean, yes, I'm not saying that it's not plausible, but I am mm-hmm. reminding you these images came from a literal paid commercial that he was an actor in where he's supposed to be acting like he's having a romantic interlude with her. But you know, it's kind of like. If you're already doing it there, you might as well be doing it outside since people already think you are. It already... Yeah, of course. Look, I'm not saying it's not possible that both are true, Mm -hmm. but one of these things is definitely true. He was paid to be in that commercial with her. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. Is he also in a real romantic relationship with her? Maybe. I also think probably not. You know... (laughs) I think she's using this to generate interest for this. I didn't know what her clothing brand was before this. I'd never heard of it. Now I know what it is. What is it? Uncommon James. Uncommon, uncut jams? Uncut jams. Yeah. Tyler Cameron's like, I was Kristen Cavallari's muse for Uncommon James. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. That's, that's That's the singer. Slam dunk right there. Oh, that was better than my basketball pun. Hard in the paint, clue. going baskets of fury. Well, that wraps up our baskets of fury this week for <laughs> Bachelor Nation News. Clues, mm-hmm. I've been on a mission. I'm trying to find Ooh. the perfect T-shirt. Yeah. Um, because it's spring. I'm ready to get out there. I'm ready to peacock. Luckily, the perfect t-shirt does exist, and you can find it at Skims. From cropped silhouettes to long-sleeve layering tees, there's a style for everyone. You guys know how excited I was that Skims became one of our sponsors for this podcast. They have great basics and foundations. I got the boyfriend t-shirt in onyx. That's kind of a dark black color and the cotton jersey long sleeve t-shirt in kyanite which is kind of like a blue green and they're both so comfortable it's basically like you are wearing nothing great for free spirit types well for all the free spirits out there right now you can shop the skims t-shirt shop at skims.com now available in sizes xxs through 4x if you haven't yet be sure to let them know We sent you. After you place your order, select podcasts in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Again, that's Skims. Support for today's episode comes from One Skin. If you have sensitive skin, you're going to want to hear about One Skin's scientifically proven topical supplements. This is face, eye, body, shield, And it can all be used with any of their other products, which are free from over 1,500 chemicals and preservatives that can make skin red, irritated, or itchy. Their products are safe for sensitive skin. It's just one of the reasons they've earned the Skin Safe seal of approval. You got to keep that skin glowing if you want to be keeping up the level of face play that I've got 
going on. And OneSkin was founded by an all-woman team of scientists. Their products are backed by extensive lab and clinical data to validate their efficacy and safety on all skin types. Uh, Their topical supplements are the easiest way to keep your skin healthy and hydrated without the harsh ingredients or irritation found in other skincare products often. OneSkin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code ROSES at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code ROSES. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support Gore and tell them that we sent you. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. This year is flying by. We're almost halfway through it. Now, I've done a lot of things that I'm proud of this year. A lot of them related to Gore. We've had some great interviews. We're kicking it up a level to get on YouTube. We're really taking it to the next place. But there's still a lot that I would like to accomplish this year. And when life is moving fast, it's important to take a moment to celebrate your wins and to make adjustments for the rest of the year. Therapy can help you take stock of your progress and then set achievable goals for the next six months so that you get all those things done that you want to get done. Lizzie talks about all the time how beneficial therapy has been for her. My friend Will on my other podcast talks about it all the time, and I agree. It is very good. It's a great tool to be able to talk things out in your life with somebody else who can set you on the right path to getting all those goals accomplished. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists literally at any time for no additional charge. Take a moment. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Game of Roses today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Game of Roses. And now it's time to move on to that segment of our portion of our program where we talk about all the plays that our players are making off the field and in the metaverse where we're all quickly moving. This is... The parasocial play, 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 play of the week. Tier play extraordinaire and corn chomper, Ashley Aya Kennedy made a strong parasocial play in which she intercuts her tier play in game with her new son Dawson's tier play in crib. The caption reads, Do you see the resemblance? Hashtag parenting, hashtag baby. The IG Reel post has 56K likes and 1.2K comments. I thought this was hilarious. It was great. She constantly proves that not only is she good at social media, she's funny, she knows how to market, and she fully embraces her brand. Who she Mm -hmm. was in game is still a big piece of her identity, and she knows it's still a big piece of her audience or people who love her from The Bachelor. So any reference she can make to it is great. Are you still monitoring her potential baby Instagram accounts? No. Have one of them started to blow up secretly? She's just doing it. Just wondering. I don't think the baby has an Instagram account yet. Not an official one. Speaking of couples in the nation making plays on Instagram, Jason Tardick 
finally got the goat, Caitlin Bristow, back with an epic April Fool's prank that involved the ultimate Viking. Clayton Eckerd asked her to be on his friend's podcast and told her it would be about women's empowerment. The friend then interviews Bristow with a couple other women about women's empowerment while continuing to confuse Caitlin Bristow with Hannah Brown and talking down to all of the women on the panel. Then Jason reveals that it was an April Fool's setup after Bristow tries to quit the interview because of how rude this man is being. I would say it was an interesting play, but I felt, and I knew it was a prank the whole time, and I felt deeply uncomfortable watching it regardless. Yeah, it's like some things just aren't funny. And whether you're doing them as a prank or not, it's like, it's still hard to watch. Even if it's not real, it's like, I don't want to watch this. No. And he was saying things that like kind of did make sense about like, uh, yeah, it just, it just felt like watching actual misogyny. Speaking of parasocial plays that were a little more lighthearted, Chelsea Vaughn, Kayla Epps, Serena Pitt, Anna Redman, and Abigail Herringer made a fun TikTok video this week to Lady Gaga and Beyonce's song Telephone. That post got 172.2K views and 14.2K likes. I loved all of them teaming up this week for all of these, the series of parasocial plays. Professional. It was great. And this is not our winner. This is our runner-up, but this is probably my favorite parasocial play. Clayton, the Ultimate Viking Eckerd, posted some uh, user feedback, shall we say, (laughs) this week. He posted some recorded audio he received from some women in his DMs in which they fart bomb him. Yes, that's correct. (laughs) They recorded audio of their farts into their phones and DM'd this audio to the Ultimate Viking. He then put these recordings in his Instagram stories and joked that he was, in quotes, disturbed by the fart bombers. It's literally like five audio DMs of just these, whoever they are, fans of the show, I guess, laughing and farting. There's nothing else in it. There's not, hey, Clayton, loved you on this season or your season sucked or anything. It's just laughs and farts. And he plays the audio of it. And it really sheds some light on like what the fuck it's like to be a lead. I'm sure you're getting shit like this constantly. A dream. (laughs) I don't know. No one sends me fart audio. They just send me goddamn possums. Oh, I don't get possums. It's because I said I didn't think they were cute. Right. And now people want to disprove you. You know what I do think are cute? Dogs. Hmm. Send me the dogs, though. Interesting. Dogs that might need to be adopted, for instance, by a nice lady. Are you looking to get a dog? Maybe. At some point. At some point. I have to complete I have to complete some plans first. What kind of dog? I don't know. A small one. Nice. A small teddy bear-esque. Yeah. That's what I'm looking for. A small teddy bear-esque dog. You That's know, cute. maybe like a woodle or golden doodle-esque vibe. That's like my that's my type, but I'll fall for any dog. Good luck in your dog search. I absolutely love this play by, by Clayton Eckerd. It revealed something about the insane nature of the fourth audience and how they interact with the first audience. Yes. <laughs> that I just had never even thought that this was possible. But as I heard it, as I'm listening to these fucking fart clips, I'm just like, oh yeah, of course. I'm sure leads get shit like this literally all the time. Do you have people send you voice memos? Yes. Have any of them been like this? No. 
I have received no, no fart clips. I think you're going to get them now. <laughs> I, I don't mind the voice memos. It's, um, you know, I get it. Sometimes you're driving or whatever. You don't have time to type shit out. As much as we enjoyed the fart bombers play, as well as Clayton's embrace of this feedback, there is a winner, one winner of parasocial play that we felt went a level beyond. Our parasocial play of the week goes to the free spirit from Ari Leindyke's season, Becca Martinez. She really got the fourth audience with a perfectly tailored April Fool's joke this week. She posted a couple images of her family in front of a large house on Instagram with the caption, I can't believe I'm writing this, but we found our dream home and we need your help. You might be thinking, what? I know it sounds crazy, but we thought, why not ask this beautiful group of people for support on our family's journey? We're looking to raise money for a down payment on this gorgeous one-of-a-kind home. It just feels right. We're confident that 4,200 square feet is a great size for our growing family. We've never been one to keep up with the Joneses, so this humble space feels like the perfect fit. I feel like this is exactly why I've cultivated this community. I can be vulnerable about our needs as a family, and I know that you will all be supportive, both emotionally and financially. Heart emoji. Go find me link in bio. Any little bit helps. Twinkle emoji. The link actually led to a donation website for Habitat for Humanity, and she ended up raising over $20,000 for Habitat for Humanity of L.A., The post has 72K likes and 3K comments. The good cause didn't deter Martinez's parasocial audience from seizing on the event to talk major shit in her DMs and comments. Martinez has a rich history of strong April Fool's parasocial plays, creating fake ads for baby tanner and baby vapes before, and this one did not disappoint. I fucking loved this play. It is, I just want to, if I can, go back into some of the writing of the caption. You may. First of all, this picture, they're standing in front of like a castle. It's like a big, giant fucking mansion. It's absurd how gigantic this house is. And in the caption, it says, I can't believe I'm writing this, but we found our dream home. So already she's conveying this tone that is detached from reality. I can't believe it, guys. We found our dream home. It's a giant castle again, and we need your help. (laughs) You may be thinking, what? I know this sounds crazy, but we thought, why not ask this beautiful group of people for support on our family's journey? It already has this like self-important tone that it's like our family's journey and this beautiful group of people. We're looking to raise money for a down payment on this gorgeous one-of-a-kind home. It just feels right. Again, that self-righteousness, like this is uh-huh. my journey and it just feels right to ask for help on this castle that we want to buy. We're confident <laughs> that 4,200 square feet is a great size for a growing family. <laughs> Maybe if they're going to have like 10 more kids, then 4,200 square feet is probably accurate. That line alone is hilarious, but it also is like still tittering on this edge of like, if you're just reading this for the first time and you're not thinking it's a neighbor of fool's joke, if you're a mm-hmm. troll, if you're somebody who already feels some type of way about Becca Martinez, this is going to set you mm-hmm. the fuck off. She is perfectly uh-huh. trolling the trolls. God damn it, it's good. It's like the perfect targeting of her trolls. It's like exactly the shit they hate on her for. Yes. Uh, she says, we've never been one to keep up with the Joneses, so this, in quotes, humble space feels like the perfect fit. It's exactly why I've cultivated this community. So she's now laying in this other idea that it's like, 
the reason I have an audience is so you guys can pay for my house. The trolls yeah. hate this. They're immediately like, fuck you. I'm not paying for your fucking house. I can be vulnerable about our needs as a family. And I know that you will all be supported both emotionally and financially. Now, this is a joke, but this is taking a page straight out of the book of many televangelists like Benny Hinn. I remember for a long time, he had a campaign where he was like, I need a private jet. God wants me to have a private jet and he wants you to pay for it. That was a big campaign of his for a long time and he got the private jet. And then in the end, to have this actually be to raise money for Habitat for Humanity and she raised $20,000 fucking dollars to do it, it was like she got to tell her trolls, go fuck yourselves. She made the rest of us laugh our fucking asses off and she raised $20,000 for an absolutely fantastic charity. It doesn't get better than this in terms of a parasocial play, in my opinion. Exactly. You know, if Clayton had put, you know, maybe a fundraiser behind that fart bombing, you know, like... For colon cancer? I don't know what you would do, like IBS yeah. or something. You know, that would have elevated it and maybe maybe tied. But this was just perfect. Chef's kiss out to Becca for this one. God, it really was. It's, I mean, it just crushed every other play, in my humble opinion. At least for the humans. Because we got some <laughs> some creatures on deck here that we have to talk about as well. We had Matt James and Rachel Corconnell posing with the sausage siblings. We had Ramen and Rose, perfect combo, getting back into the in the game this week. And we had a skunk who wanted to join Becca Martinez's family making the rounds. But there can be only one winner of the Parasocial Creature of the Week. And this week it goes to chief this canine child of the season 18 bachelorette and first player in history to win a money prize from the game michelle young got in on the influencer action with young as they posed together in matching cores light gear the pair is looking deeply into one another's eyes in this main grid post posted to young's account with the caption that look you give when an athlete makes a clutch play at cores light the post has 21.6k likes and 137 comments Love to see Michelle Young fully embracing her new influencer status and bringing her creatures into the parasocial game with her to promote some new branded merch. Congrats, Michelle Young. Congrats, Chief. This one's historic. Do you think Chief will be donating a, por- a percentage of his influencer income as well? Yeah, 100% of it to Michelle Young. 100%. <laughs> I don't think he gets to keep it. I don't think Chief's got his own bank account. I <laughs> <laughs> Michelle Young, like, she also posted a new a new photo shoot this week, and it is stunning. It also has this many tags. <laughs> I'm showing a picture of it to clues right now. It has a hundred thousand brands and accounts tagged on it. It's impressive. You know, when we were doing our book, How to Win the Bachelor, available anywhere you get your books. I remember we were doing the chapter on postseason play and how to get mm-hmm. Instagram influence and all that kind of stuff. And I wanted a picture for it that like perfectly encapsulated. So I was going through Tasha Adams' Instagram and there was a picture like that where she's kind of posed with her hand up by her head and you click the tags and it's like the whole image is mm-hmm. just tags. Da-da-da-da-da-da. And we used that as, as one of our images, a cartoon version of it for our book. And this image is very reminiscent of that to me. I love when you go on any Bachelor player's fucking thing and you click the image. It's like you don't even see them. It's like just their eyes are left because no. everything else is like a tag around. Just their eyes. It's great. She's really, she's raking in the cash. Yeah, she's stepping it up and I'm fully on board. Going hard in the paint, basketball style. Going hard in the paint, taking it to the rim. Must protect this house. 
Must protect this house? What does that mean? That was a, I think it was an Under Armour slogan when they first came out. Anyway, my scream is also basketball themed. Oh, well, then let's get right to it. Now is the portion of our beloved program in which Pace Case and I descend deep into the bottom of the pit and issue forth our screams about how our interaction with our beloved game has changed the very fabric of our identities. This is... Screams from the Pit! So, my scream is that an outside influence encouraged me to pick a winner for the March Madness basketball tournament. And so I watched... Villanova versus UNC. No. No, I ended up... Fuck. <laughs> Shit, it was Duke versus UNC. Okay. <laughs> Villanova was who I had picked to win, and they ended up losing, but I was watching this game. I don't know why. And there was a player... <laughs> it's so hot in my apartment right now. There is a player, a UNC guard named Puff Johnson. And I really noticed him because he came in as like a sub and he just looked very young and looked a little lost. And just something about him stood out to me. And then I watched a clip of the finals, which was UNC versus Kansas. And this player, Puff Johnson, leaves the court as he is puking, right? And I was like, oh my God, that is amazing branding. <laughs> and I was like, what is happening to me? I'm watching this sport that I like, obviously I don't know a lot about basketball. If that's yeah. not, <laughs> never been clearer than this episode. But <laughs> I have started to apply my pit goggles to this traditional sport of basketball. And I see this player puking and I'm like that's good branding like I would be that player who's like he pukes every game you know like that that's just part of your brand like doing something to stand out that everyone will know you for how many followers do you think Puff Johnson has on Instagram 30k 47.7 hmm close do you want to know his caption I'm scared now what god first finger pointing up <laughs> prayer hands emoji Pittsburgh Airplane emoji, Chapel Hill, UNC, MBB, uh, goat emoji. I would like to see a vomit one on there, but other than that, I think that's pretty good. I Okay, his first post has a bunch of images of that last game. Love my boys, left it all on the floor. There you go. There you go. He's leaning into it. Good for him. Yeah. But I just like, I started thinking about just how like branding sort of applies to everything and mm -hmm different things that you could do as a basketball player to stand out. And like, I think signature gesture, that's a big one. And that's like something we see in our yep. beloved game too. This is my signature gesture. Now the point I saw this at a basketball game and I was like, that's going to be mine. That's a pretty good one. Now you've heard me talk about Quince on this program before. I love Quince. I am right now head to toe dressed in Quince. I got their shirts. I got their pants. I got everything from Quince. Quince is my spot for quiet luxury without paying those luxury prices. Quince offers a range of must-have items like 100% European linen, under $50, luxurious mulberry silk skirts, and of course, Italian leather bags and 14 karat gold jewelry from, get this, $30. 
All their prices are 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And because Quince creates timeless classic styles that won't go out of fashion, you're going to have them in that closet forever. Unless you wear them out, which I may because I literally wear them every day. (laughs) I know you're wondering, how do they do it? Well, Quince partners directly with top factories to cut out the cost of the middleman, passing the savings right on to you and to me. What's even better, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium eco-friendly fabrics and finishes so you can feel good about getting high-quality items that are going to last you longer. Upgrade your closet this summer with Quince. Right now, go to quince.com roses to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince, Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash roses for free shipping and 365 day returns quince.com slash roses we're coming out of spring and we're headed into summer it's a great time of year it's a time for renewal for me that means reconnecting with friends and family i haven't seen for a while and when i do i want to make sure i have plenty of wine on hand to celebrate with that's why first leaf is a great option. As America's most personalized wine company, First Leaf takes the worry and guesswork out of buying quality wines, especially if you're somebody like me who knows maybe a little bit about these things, but not enough, not enough to really make a great decision. They make the decision for you. To get started, you just answer some specific questions about your wine likes and dislikes on First Leaf's website. And these can be things that are about the people you're buying it for as well, if you're doing it as a gift. It only takes about five minutes to create your own personalized wine profile. Then you get your very own wine concierge who's going to use those responses to curate a customized selection of delicious award-winning varieties from rosés to sparklings and everything in between. It's all based on your personal preferences on those questions you answered. These hand-selected wines are going to be delivered to your door within a few days with each bottle priced lower than what you'd pay at a wine store. You even get to choose when you get the wine. Plus, Every selection is backed by First Leaf's 100% satisfaction guarantee. And if you have questions about your wines, like what to pair them with, for example, First Leaf's personal wine concierge team is there to offer that expert advice. So it takes all the guesswork out. I love reconnecting with friends and family over bottles of First Leaf wine, and I bet you'll feel that way too. So give First Leaf a try. Head over to tryfirstleaf.com roses to sign up and save 50% on your first six hand curated bottles plus free shipping. That's T-R-Y. F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F dot com slash roses to save 50% on your first six bottles plus free shipping. Try firstleaf.com slash roses. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Yeah. I did it outside of uh, Joe Coleman's high school. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> I think that this is a pretty good scream. I mean, I see everything as branding too. We're quickly moving in toward a, a near future where I think most teenagers don't, I believe at this point in human history, think to themselves, I really want to go to college, get a degree in something sensible, 
graduate with some debt, and then get an entry-level position at a corporation where I'm a nameless cog in the fucking machine and make 50K a year. I think no one wants to do that now. None of the teens on TikTok want to do that. There's a lot of anti-capitalist uh, sentiment. Totally. And if you can fucking start a YouTube channel when you're in high school or an Instagram or whatever, and even get yeah. like a moderate amount of a following, you can figure out a way to turn that into at least, you know, a five-figure job. And then are you going to do that and try to beef that up instead of go to college, get debt, graduate and do some bullshit you don't like? Probably. I think we're we're moving out of a phase that has existed for a very long time, at least in this country, in terms of like what the workflow is and what the workplace is like and all that shit and what your goals are for getting a job and going to college. I think all that's evaporating before our very eyes. And speaking of things <sighs> evaporating... My scream has to do with the evaporation of something that we have, I mean, really had in human culture since the cave paintings days, if you will. Uh, standing up, right? No, generating images. This week, <laughs> some news came out that a company in San Francisco called OpenAI, they're one of the biggest artificial intelligence companies in the world. They make GPT-3, for example, which is a text generation AI that can write a book, basically. You type in a sentence, hit enter, and it finishes the book. Oh, the one that wrote our book. I wish. Jesus Christ. I wish we had <laughs> access to it. That would have been great. Nope. Sadly, ours was still manual labor. But they make of a variety of AI tools. One of them is called Dolly. Dolly 2, actually, that just came out. It's D-A-L-L-E-2. This is an image generation program. You type in a phrase, whatever it may be, and it will show you a picture of it that's photorealistic. So in this article, which you can Google, just Google like um, AI image generation or DALL-E2, D-A-L-L-E2. Just Google that. These articles will come up. And so if you type into this thing, just a text bar, People, the, the examples they gave in this article were teapot that looks like an avocado. And then it spits out these images of teapots that are photorealistic that look like avocados or corgi on a beach or piano in a room full of sand, anything. And you can even do it in different styles, like in the style of Monet. And it'll be a painting that looks like a Monet painting or a photorealistic thing, whatever. We are basically now at the threshold of an AI that does exist. This is current and real that can generate any image that you ask it to generate. So anyone who creates images for a living, I am sorry to say this, but that job will be gone very soon. So we should all start looking for other things to do. I myself am, am doing this too. But the cool thing about it is this, and this is immediately where my mind went, not that we're going to see the collapse of image generation as an in industry, but that I'm going to be able to make whatever the fuck I want in service of my memes. I'm going to get to type in Dark Lord Harrison dining on souls in hell and get a photorealistic image of that happening immediately. I'm going to be able to type in ting tapes and see fucking Joe Jojo jo jo hitting those tings. I'm going to be able to type in Dale Moss meeting Claire Crawley on Phantom Night 1 and I will have a photorealistic crystal clear image of Phantom Night 1 whether it happened or not. I now have photographic proof that it did. You're going to make it happen. <laughs> that's where we're about to be living. That's the the new world that's right around the corner because this right now this program only exists at OpenAI. They're only giving certain people access to it to fuck around with it for press and shit like that because they know that this is like it's so powerful 
you can create any propaganda you want with it. Any political image, mm-hmm. any literally anything. So they're keeping it to themselves for now, you're saying? They're keeping it under wraps for now. But as we know, money is all that matters in our dying world. And once they can turn it into an app that costs $5 and we can all have it on our phone, we're all going to have it on our phone and they're going to make a billion dollars. Why don't you just DM them and say, I will pay you 5K for proof of tonight one. Get this thing rolling. I'm just going to, like I said, three to four years, I think it'll be in the fucking app store for five bucks and I'll just use it then. Is it, you can't do video with it. It's just, it's just pictures. Well, that's obviously next. Obviously. That'll be the very next thing. So can you say, okay, well, here's what I would think it would be used for first, revenge porn. That kind of stuff already exists. Like there's an app called Reface that you can, everybody has on their phone or you can get it for five bucks or whatever. And it allows you to put anyone's face over anyone else's Mm. face in a video. That already exists. I think a lot of people aren't aware of like how crazy this technology is getting. Again, I'm just going to say this. This is an AI that can generate any image you want. At the, you literally type it in, hit enter, and it generates it immediately. That's where we're living now. That's the world. Where, if someone were interested in this type of thing, where are you getting these updates from? Your, what are your go-to future stuff? Ah, shit, I think this one was in the New York Times. Yeah, this is in the New York Times. I see it. The avocado teapot. So, I mean, I'd go to the New York Times or CNN or any of those. I mean, I'm not like a huge proponent of mainstream news or anything, but you can find if tech news does filter through to like the New York Times, you know Mm -hmm. that it's reaching some kind of critical mass. But where do you normally read it? All kinds of different science journals, college science journals. Just go to Google Science News. We'll usually populate with a bunch of different like popular science type shit and whatever. So you wake up in the morning and you Google Science News. No, it's just in my Google News feed. Like if you just open Google, that just comes up there? SciTech Daily is another one. Well, like Google News. Do you know how to use that one? Google News. No. <laughs> okay. These are the, in my opinion, the three technologies or the three kind of scientific advancement areas that are really shaping the future of humanity, the very near future as well. AI, quantum computing, and quantum physics. All of these things are radically altering what we are about to become. And like I said, this AI is any image. Mm -hmm. It's over. What do you mean it's over? Image generation, art, for example, paintings, things of that nature. But those are artistic renditions of... Are you saying you're going to be able to do like mm-hmm. Monet painting this avocado teapot? Yes. That already exists in that. Oh, God. Oh, God. You can do any image in any style. You can tweak the style. It's just a matter of how you type in the shit. And then eventually there will even be filters on that. So it will give you an image and then it'll have a Monet filter where you can slide that left or right to determine how Monet you want to make it or how Jackson Pollock you want to make it or how whatever. Like, that's all right around the corner. Oh, no. You're right. It's over. And I love it. My memes will flow like never before. Imagine if I can just type out what I want the meme to look like and it generates the image. I don't have to take 10,000 pictures of my TV screen, cut out people's heads, lay the text over it. That will be good. Oh, it's just going to be such a time saver. Much more efficient than taking pictures of every frame of a TV show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Save me some fucking time. But now we are going to play another scream. The scream comes to us from Emma Sazja. She is someone who is down the bottom of the pit 
with us. She's on our Discord, which you can access if you go to patreon.com slash game of roses. And once you get that access, you can upload your one minute or under screams. And we play the best ones here. We analyze them. Are you ready to listen to this one, Pace Case? Let's go. Hello, Pip. So I live in Denver in the same neighborhood as Blake Horseman and Elise Delbaum. I've always been pretty parasocially involved with Blake. And then when Elise moved to Denver, I began obsessively following her puppy journey. So every time I go for a walk, I hope to run into them. And I've also been trying to guess which house they live in. Anyway, my best friend recently came to visit and she's responsible for dragging me into the pit. So naturally, I drove her around my neighborhood on the way to a bar just to see if we could possibly glimpse Blake or Elise. We get to the bar and I look up and Elise is our server. I completely freaked out and started asking her all about Gracie and the puppies. She was super kind, um, definitely a little bit taken aback, but I'm hoping to eventually just be her best friend. So fast forward about a month and I've decided that I'm going to go get a skincare consultation at a salon that Gabby posted about on her Instagram. I go in for my appointment and I meet my esthetician who happens to be Leah B from Ben Higgins this season. I can just feel myself inching closer to being an honorary member of the Denver High and I'll update you as my infiltration continues. I love this scream. It's an intense one. (laughs) Yeah. Once the fandom starts taking over your life and it's altering the routes that you take to go to different events and stuff just so you might happen to run into or see walking down the street a player from our beloved game. It's fantastic. But to my earlier point, about quantum physics, perception is reality and our intent can alter what is around us, the world, existence itself. That is what quantum physics is now proving scientifically. And I think you have given us a very good example of it. All you want. Manifesting. Exactly. You want to see these players and you made it happen. Congratulations. That is the pit's dark energy flowing through you and making real your wildest dreams. You know, it's got a lot of uh, Ingrid Goes West energy. Have you seen that movie? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I have. I would recommend maybe watching that movie to see how that worked out for her, that character. Um, But, you know, it's something... we, We talk about parasocial relationships all the time, and I feel like I really experienced that at our book signing, where it was like, I'm meeting people for the first time, but they feel like they are my best friend and know me. And I had people saying I'm very supportive of Jace case. I <laughs> pointing out yep. that they had recognized my partner. And I was like, oh wow, this is <laughs> it's an interesting, interesting dynamic. And I have this for, you know, other people. I have this for Adrian, for example, my my yoga instructor who doesn't know me. Yes. In our pursuit to get closer and closer to the players of our beloved game, it is always important to remember they are people too, just trying to make it through this world the best they can. And yes, they have been on this TV show that we all watched, but they are human beings, whatever that means. It, you know, give them a good tip. Indeed. But thank you very much, Emma, for this scream from the pit. And again, if you want to go to patreon.com slash roses and join us in the bottom of the pit, you too will get access to that Discord where you can submit your screams to us. You'll get access to all of our Patreon episodes. There are over 40 of them in there now. You'll get access to our weekly live show as well. But thanks for everybody who joined us today. We hope you enjoyed the program. We will be back on Tuesday with a very special <laughs> interview that you are not going to want to miss. This one's going to be 
pretty big, I think. Uh, some very interesting stuff in it. So we hope you'll join us for that, the continuation of Gore Girl Summer. And before we go, as always, what is that drawback? It has been 7,319 days without an Asian bachelor. Praise be Dark Lord Palmer. Please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us. And then please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us. And then please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us and then.